Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Uh, I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. You know that already. Uh, we have a great show for you today. We have with us Barbara Trombley. She's the financial advisor and CPA with Wilbraham-based Trombley Associates. How are you today, Barbara? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm just going to read our disclosures before we get started, if that's okay. Okay, sure. So securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC, advisory services offered through Trombley Associates, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial, Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted. There can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical. It's no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged, may not be invested into directly. And that is it. Okay, I'm glad we got that out of the way. We needed to do that because uh, Barbara is a financial advisor. And we're going to talk about the stock market today. We're going to talk about what investors uh, should be thinking about and uh, uh, to be in compliance with what she does, we needed to read that disclosure. So now that we have that out of the way, Barbara, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's happening. It, it's We're several weeks into the new year. It's been a pretty rocky year so far as far as uh, the stock market. And uh, I just want to start with uh, some general thoughts on, on what right. you say to investors uh, when we see this much volatility in the market uh, and we generally see the arrow pointing downward in a dramatic fashion like this. Right. So there's a lot going on. And um, just on an interesting note, I don't know if um, your listeners are following today. So just just for fun, my daughter actually works at Facebook in London. And um, I was texting a little bit with her today because that is what started the um, downward spiral of, spiral of the market today that uh, Facebook reported earnings and um, they're down about 24% today so far at this time. And, you know, it's it's so interesting in that case in particular that they're just seeing less users. Um, I think, you know, it's just going to show how much volatility we're going to be under um, going forward. Uh, we've had so many years of upturn in the market. The last five years have been great for investors. And I think people kind of forget that the market doesn't always go up. Um, you know, in general, what we've seen before today, because today I think was driven uh, in part just by the earnings of this one company that started this down, downward spiral. In general, what we've seen for the volatility starting the year is that the Fed will be raising interest rates and they're doing that to tamper down inflation. I think a lot of your listeners have, pro- have probably experienced this crazy inflation that we've been seeing, um, which reached a record of 7% in December. Um, to combat that, you know, the Fed only has so many tools. And one of them that they're going to be using is to raise interest rates. Um, You know, that affects so much of what goes on in the economy when people are going to go buy their houses, their mortgage rates are going to be higher. If you go to buy a car, your interest rates going to be higher. If you take out um, student loans, those loans will be higher. So effectively it pulls money out of the economy and that's less money that on a, on a macro level that can be invested. Interesting. 
So what are the other forces that are, are, are driving what's happening with the market? And you mentioned inflation, you mentioned interest rates, we've got a, a situation going on in the other side of the world with Ukraine. Uh, just seems like a whole lot going on all at once. Uh, what are investors focused on primarily? Right. So, yeah, we definitely have the political um, stuff that's going on. And, I, you know, it's so interesting because when we counsel our investors, we're so careful to talk constantly about investing being a long-term process. You know, if anyone's looking to make a quick buck, I call that gambling. Um, you know, we, we counsel all of our clients to to make sure that any money that they need within the next few years is in a bank account, it's safe. So if you're going to buy a house, if you're going to be paying for school, you have that safely uh, either very conservatively invested or in your bank account so that these fluctuations aren't affecting you in the near term. But you know, other than that, if you're retiring and you have a five to 10 year or more outlook, you should be looking at this volatility as a good thing. You know, if, if you happen to invest monthly in your retirement account, you're buying on sale. I heard something so interesting yesterday that um, the stock market is the only place where when it's on sale, people run. <laughs> they get nervous. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, sh it shouldn't be like that. Usually when something's on sale, like clothing or something, people are flocking to buy and um, investors just have that contrarian opinion where they tend to run. <laughs> hmm. You mentioned news earlier concerning Facebook and, and what it did to the market today. Can, can you recall a time when the market has been so responsive, if you will, or so, uh, I don't know, uh, any bit of news seems to drive the market. And, uh, it wasn't like this. Uh, no. 10 years you know, ago, certainly, it might not have been like this five years ago, but it, it's a crazy right. time now. It is. And I hope it means that more people are investing. You know, I would think that there's just, you know, I'll take my three children, for instance, they all have investment accounts. Did you have an investment account when you were 20 years old or 22 years old? You know, it's, it's, and you can answer I that. Not, no. <laughs> yeah, I did no, not. No, I did not. So. No. And I didn't either. So, you know, I would hope one reason would be that just more and more people are investing and have a hand in the market. That being said, a lot of them don't understand. You know, you have so many kids now investing in the Bitcoin and the Robin Hood. And um, my daughter owns NFTs, which, you know, I had to have her explain to me what they even were. Um, so I think there's more people in tune to, investing and what's going on and watching TV. And, you know, we're, we're also home still because of COVID. So we're all watching TV and getting nervous. People aren't going about their lives. And I think that there's just so much more of a focus on what's going on. You know, we haven't had as much of the politics lately. It seems to be a, a lot quieter. So, you know, maybe that's why as well that we're seeing all of this, um, uh, focus on one company reporting earnings and things going crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Uh, we're talking today with Barbara Trombley. She's a financial advisor and CPA with Wilbraham-based Trombley Associates. So you're a CPA as well. Uh, you're heading into busy season, obviously. Yeah, so I don't. I do a few tax returns for my client. I um, many, many, many years ago, I was an auditor with Price Waterhouse, 
uh, back before it merged with Cooper's. I think it's PwC now. So I started my career in New York City as an auditor and received my CPA then. So I've, it's one thing that I keep in my back pocket. Um, mm-hmm. I love to have it, though, because as part of our practice, we give a lot of tax advice to our clients. And honestly, I think that's a big um, focus of our industry that's overlooked by a lot of people. You really can save a lot of money by doing tax planning. Hmm. So not necessarily okay. returns. You know, I do I do some, maybe 30 uh-huh. a year. But um, but it's more I use my CPA more to understand how tax planning influences how people withdraw money from their accounts. Interesting. So getting back to the investing side of the ledger, uh, the, the smart investors have plans. They have strategies. They don't uh, react uh, overnight to what's happening. They have long-term strategy. Talk uh, to our listeners about what goes into in investing strategy and, and, and how often that strategy should be updated and what goes into updating right. your investment strategy. That was like three questions all at once. I don't have right, to talk. It was. I don't have to talk for a while. Okay. <laughs> I have a few right, exactly. Um, I have a few comments to that. And one that I think we've been using a lot that is so interesting. We have a consultant um, with JP Morgan and JP Morgan has this great guide to the markets. They put out all kinds of information. Do you know, George, the average, so if the average investor with a 60-40 portfolio should have returned about 8%, you can look that all up in the JP Morgan Guide to the Markets, but the average U.S. investor returns less than 3% because they try to, you know, they respond so much to the market. They pull their money out in 08, they pull their money out. And a lot of times they're pulling out after a crash, you know, like a mini crash, like we're seeing today, they get nervous, pull it out, never get the money back in again. Um, We also have, we fight with clients having too much cash in the bank, and we all know what the returns are in the bank. So a good plan is a disciplined plan. It's somebody regularly investing their money in the market, whether that's through their retirement plan at work, which tends to be the easiest thing, and you're buying every single month. Um, It's also having a properly allocated allocated plan. If you're young, if you're like my children in their early 20s, they should be 100% in equities in their retirement plan because that's where they're going to see the most growth over time. When I have a 70-year-old, perhaps if they like investing, maybe they are 70-30 or if they're leaving their money, meaning 70% equities, 30% in fixed income, they're leaving their money to their children and they can understand the dips in the market. Um, maybe I have a 70-year-old who's scared of the market, has enough money that they can afford to be conservative. And in that case, maybe we only have them 30% equities and 70% fixed income. There's so much that goes through it, you know, and I'm throwing the word equities around loosely, but having a good mix of large caps, small caps, mm-hmm. um, value stocks, growth stocks, all those things, maybe some alternative investments like real estate, make up a well-rounded portfolio. And that way, when a day like today comes and we see the tech stocks getting hit hard, your portfolio is not going down as much as what you see on TV. And that's what we constantly have to explain to our investors. Well, we'll get back to tech stocks in a minute because you you did happen to bring those those up. And we are seeing a whole lot of uh, volatility with those tech stocks. Uh, mostly it's not volatility. It's just the arrow pointing strongly down, although the NASDAQ did pick up a little bit today. So, um, yeah, when you talk about investing 
strategies, uh, again, how often does one think about updating that strategy? Is it a right. year, year end? Yeah, I mean, I would say we, you know, we, we, I would say every year, certainly to make sure that um, you're on track with, uh, with your strategy. And I would say, you know, probably when you're into retirement, I would say every few years, you need to look at how, how you are invested, how much of equities that you have, what your concentrated position is, and whether you can stomach that. You know, we, we, we try to do like a risk profile every few years with our clients and make sure that they are where they are because, you know, as their advisor, just as much as they don't want to see the downturn, I don't want to get the phone call with them being surprised at what their portfolio looks like. And I think we really do a good job of educating our clients of what they can expect with how they are invested. And I think that's really important is understanding what you have and why you're mm-hmm. invested the way you're invested. So what's happening with your, your phone calls these days? It's, it's not <laughs> Honestly, like, we haven't had any. Okay, it's not like 2008 we had to hide under. No, are, there, and, are there fears of, of 2008? happening again no. given all that's happening in the world no okay i no i i think that a lot of the companies rightfully have the have good earnings and they've had really good earnings in the last few years i don't know if you've seen this but we talk a lot with our clients that people have a lot of money right now you know i'm not talking about everyone i know i know impoverished people are always struggling the people that have jobs have more cash available to them we've all been home this last year a lot of people have got that unemployment money a lot of businesses got ppp money the 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 government flooded our country with cash and that went into the market. So the markets, and then also people have spent money recently, um, you know, through December, at least not early in the year with COVID. So the companies did rebound from that COVID downturn that they have. So I don't think anybody is seeing a 2008, um, you know, the, the wealth is there, the people are putting the money into the markets, and it's propping it up. You know, what we're seeing is the normal volatility and the, the, the regular we might not have a great year and we're going to have a volatile year, but it won't be 2008 and it will be more a direct response from the interest rates being hiked. Well, you mentioned interest rates. Uh, that's going to help uh, people with money in the bank. Uh, it will. You know, deposits are going up, but th- th- still, they're, they're not going up that much. I mean, no. you know, putting your money in the bank is safe. Uh, it's so safe that it's not generating any interest at the moment, and it's probably not going to generate much interest this year at all. No. So how do you find a place to park your money that is safe to a certain degree, but also allows that money to grow? Right now, right. it's difficult to find right. one that can do both. It, that's a really good question, um, It's and it's something I think every financial planner struggles with. Um you know, we always counsel our clients to keep an amount in the bank that they feel good about. And, you know, maybe that's, I don't, I don't even know, tens of thousands and some might be more than that, but we try hard to not get people to uh, stash it there. Because like you said, if anything, it's a negative, you're losing money because of inflation. Um, You know, there's a lot of products out there that if someone wants to tie their money up, they can at least get a modest return. Um, there's also, you know, when we invest in fixed income, we try to get active managers. If someone has enough wealth, we can 
uh, have them individually own the bonds um, and not be in a mutual fund of fixed income. So there's certainly ways to find some return and also just, you know, understanding having in that portfolio and understanding that there are going to be dips. But again, like I said before, if you're not going to be touching it for five years, we always say you will see growth on your money eventually. I mean, you know, bread gets more expensive, gas gets more expensive. Of course, the market will grow as well, just the way you see the economy growing. So it just takes time. You know, investing is a discipline that takes time. Any final words of advice for investors? Usually these are vague and in keeping with your reading a compliance statement at the very beginning, safe, things like uh, <laughs> diversify your portfolio and stay the course. Aren't those the two? Uh, yes, and, uh, yeah, it is, George. And I would say working with a financial planner because, you know, half my job is being a cheerleader and getting people to do the right thing, you know, and, and maybe there's not one exact definition of right but it's probably investing more than they think they should be investing because it's a proven science. It works. If you look back over historical data, investing does work. So I would say if you have questions, consult a financial planner or a financial advisor and get some advice. You can also do a plethora of reading on the internet, you know, about how you should be investing. And, um, you know, even your retirement plans at work probably have somebody that you could talk to to make sure that you're doing the right thing. So you certainly can call me. <laughs> I'm always looking for some good clients. So uh, but there's always a lot of places uh, to look for advice. OK, well, that is good advice. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you again soon sometime down the road. Hopefully, yeah. uh, when the market is a little less volatile. But well, then we won't have anything to talk about. <laughs> uh, we always have something to talk about. So. Again, right. thank you. Thank you so much, George. Okay. And thank you to all of you for listening. This has been Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time. <laughs>